Welcome to A Teaspoon of Healing, where we explore the pathways to wellness and vibrant living. Listen to personal stories of healing and interviews with experts. It's time to open a doorway to healing in your life through positive changes. Here is your host, Dawn Damari. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to another episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. Today, I have a guest, Anna Marino. She's a physical therapist, health coach, and intuitive energy healer. She is the author of a book, Igniting Your Inner Healer, which is available on Amazon. And she is from Brazil, is based in Charlotte, North Carolina, and she combines her physical therapy and health coaching with Reiki and energy healing and intuitive healing which is a unique combination. So we'll hear about that and also her personal healing journey and a lot more. So stay tuned. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein. And before we get into our interview, let's hear from one of our sponsors, Goth Tours. Hi, this is Goff, owner of Goff Tours, specializing in stand-up paddleboarding or surfing lessons. I even do snorkeling. You can reach me here. Orange County has what you're looking for. You can contact me via email at gofftours at gmail.com or mobile number is 949-338-5937, gofftours.com. Hi, I'm Don Damari, and you're listening to A Teaspoon of Healing. Today, my guest is Anna Marino. She's a physical therapist, health coach, and intuitive healer. Hi, Anna. Hi, Don. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining me today on A Teaspoon of Healing. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. It's my pleasure. You're very welcome. And you recently wrote and released a book, Igniting Your Inner Healer, and it's available on Amazon. And we'll talk a little bit about the story behind that book and what motivated you to write it in a little bit. But your background, so you started out as a physical therapist? Yeah, I started, as far as I was licensed was physical therapist came first, and then I got the certification to be a health coach. And then I introduced the energy, Reiki, shamanic, and all the other crystal energy into the soup afterwards. Nice. And so in your practice, do you incorporate, you know, the Reiki, the, the shamanism crystals into your physical therapy practice with some of your clients? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. My practice is very out of the traditional, and usually my clients come looking for the out-of-the-box experience. They've been already seeing chiropractor, physical therapists, and they haven't been getting the results they wanted, that they know they have some emotional components they're limiting them or something from past life or something from a spiritual part, and they wanted to incorporate that to their healing. That's wonderful. Yeah, I usually be very flexible into my sessions where... 10 minutes in, we're doing stretching, soft tissue, joint mobilization, and suddenly something emotional come up, and we stop the physical therapy, we move it to the coaching, and we bring the crystals, and they do sound healing. They, it can be one hour with all three modalities. Okay. 
And I do have people that come and say, hey, I don't want any of that. I just wanted a traditional physical therapy or I just wanted a traditional life coach. Mm -hmm. And then I provide that service as well. Nice. And you're practicing in Charlotte, North Carolina, correct? That's correct. I have my office here and I also do online sessions. Oh, great. And when did you decide that you wanted to learn about energy healing, intuitive healing, and bring that into your practice? It's interesting because I born as a medium. Oh, okay. Then energy, it's always been part of my life. My parents are both medium. I kind of grew up with that spiritual realm being something very normal. Mm-hmm. And when I got to the teenager years, I started pushing that away because mm-hmm. I didn't fit in. I was very different. Right. And thinking there was something wrong with me because I could feel and hear and see things that nobody else could. Mm-hmm. Then I kind of put that to the side, and I moved from Brazil to U.S., got my physical therapist license here, started working, and I noticed the physical therapy healing that I was providing was very limited with some of my clients. Some of them responded really well, but some of them didn't got all the benefits that I felt like I could give, mm-hmm. and that's when I started incorporating back my intuition into the physical therapy session. And it's actually bringing more of the intuitive piece. Then I start get curious and I start going to Reiki classes and shamanic and crystal energy. And I start really explore what was out there as far as classes. And that really helped me to open up again my intuition that I had when I was a kid. Oh, nice. So you went to Reiki, shamanism and, and these other modalities. You learned these now, but you'd always, you know, been in tune with this mm-hmm. most of your life, except for, yeah, the teenage years. I get that. <laughs> oh, that's great. And then you started incorporating it. And like you said, some of the patients are really responding to it. And that's great. Yeah, it's nice because it gives me a much faster result than I was able to get before. Okay. The patients appreciate that. And I appreciate to see that as well. Because it feels like when we get a more integrated way of working, you can probably relate to that since you do different modalities as well. And once we are actually able to approach from different arenas, the results are much faster. And that makes me really excited to be able to provide that. Wonderful. I wish more physical therapists would provide that. Actually, more providers in general. You know, it's basically a new frontier. I but know, yeah, right? it would be nice because it's sometimes someone said this to me, I think it was when I was getting Reiki trained, that the medical system can seem barbaric sometimes. I mean, I don't really see it as that, but I get it can be very cold. It can be scary, especially in the hospital. You're scared and you don't know what's going to happen. And yeah. they just kind of tell you, oh, you take these drugs, that's it, bye. You know, they don't have time for you. They don't, not a lot of focus on gentle healing. Like if you could just bring in mm-hmm. energy healing to, I mean, to people who want it. I just feel it just would be nice to, just to make people feel seen and comfortable, but Maybe we'll get there. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It makes such a big difference on their healing journey when the persons actually feel they are being heard. Absolutely. And they are being seen. They're not just a number in the hospital or in a busy facility. But that's something that I've been very based on my philosophy. So I was kind of being giving as much as I can to the patient. Then I don't have any employees. I work for myself and, you know, the patients need to get as much as they need to get. Some people need 30 minutes. I need Some people need an hour. Some people need an hour and a half. And whatever they needed that day, that's what they get. 
And that's very different than the, the regular healthcare system when you have usually 15 minutes to see a patient for physical therapy and you get passed by to see someone else and you see assistant and you see aide that doesn't even have a physical therapy background and you just don't get as much as the patients deserve. I agree. I agree. Definitely needs to be more, more time spent and they just usually can't. Now, your book, Igniting Your Inner Healer, what made you decide to write this book? Well, the book came with almost like a request from my patients. One of the things that I'm really a believer is self-healing. And I think that's another thing that is definitely differentiates myself from most of the healers that work out there. And it's about the way I actually work with intuitive healing and healing itself. It's I teach my clients how to heal themselves instead of heal them. That even though I have the energy running through my hands and through my body and getting the feeling of what's happening, it's very rare that I put someone on the table and put the person in the passive position and just give them energy healing. The most of the work that I do is working with them that they can learn how to do it themselves. And that way they can get those tools and take home and that they continue practice without seeing me every week. And that way it becomes a much more empowered and independent way of living and not then depending on me to come back to clear their chakras or feel better or whatever it is. Then my clients start asking me like, hey, do you have any handout or do you have any workbook or do you have anything I can take home or I want to give it to my cousin or my son? And that's kind of how the idea of the book came about. I was like, you know what, I probably should write something to be able to share these tools with more people. Then I decided to start writing the book. And initially, I was planning to write about 20 pages long just to give as a handout. Mm -hmm. And the book became a 75 page long. And I probably could continue writing. <laughs> wow. Okay, so it originally was going to be a handout. Well, but then you just said, okay, I have a lot to say. And there's a lot of valuable information. So it's now a complete book. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because the way that I create the book, it's an easy read. It's a lot of pictures. There is some exercise there. I actually create a workbook as well that people can download it for free as in addition to the book itself. And it's really about getting each exercise in practice every week and really using that as a tool instead of just one more book to read it and put it on the closet and never see it again. Absolutely. That was the inspiration for the book. Absolutely. Now in the book, so you teach people how about self-healing. So how can people learn, maybe just give a couple examples, how can people learn how to self-heal, either doing their own intuitive healing or just by relaxing? Maybe some tips on how they can do that. Sure. One of my favorite tools is actually body awareness. Okay. I'm a big believer of that as well. And I teach that to pretty much every single client I work with. And I feel like society learn how to disconnect to our body. Like we sit in school for hours and hours, and then we go to work and we sit for hours and hours. Mm -hmm. And we start to disconnect into those feelings that the body gives to us, like those signs that when you're hungry, when you want to go in the bathroom, when you want to move, when you want to walk. And the more we disconnect from those feelings, the harder it is to know what we need to do to self-heal. The one very quick tip that I can give to 
anybody that's listening, and I usually give it to my clients as well, it's just starting to move back inside to listen to their voice. And what does your body want? What kind of food do you want to eat? What kind of weather do you want to go? What kind of vacation do you need right now? Then instead of just listen to what everybody else is telling us to do, or listen to the media or the TV, it's really about start connecting to our inner wisdom and start listening to that. Then a very simple example is food. As we start practicing that body wisdom, it's really about listening to that voice to say, hey, this is enough. Or I like to say, for example, apple, it may be good for you today, but it may not be good for you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We can just hold the apple and ask, does my body want an apple today? We're actually able to tune into that wisdom and be able to listen to that answer instead of just because I read somewhere the apple is good for me, I'm assuming that I should be eating apple every day. And that's a quick exercise that people can start practicing. And the more you practice that, the more you're able to tune into that wisdom and the more you learn how to find those answers to whatever question we have. Great. I like that. So holding the piece of fruit or whatever it is in your hand and asking your body, do I want this today or do I need this today? Does my body need this? Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Now, did you have any personal, you know, any kind of health issue that you, that kind of propelled you to look into some of this more about the self-healing? Is there anything that you went through that you want to share with our listeners? Mm Mm-hmm. I had a personal story, actually I had two personal stories, the major personal story. One was with my brother when I was still a teenager. He was kind of my inspiration to be going to healthcare to begin with. Okay. And he was a living proof that we can do whatever we focus on. It. My brother was adopted and he born with cerebral palsy. And we had a lot of experience going to doctors and doctors say, sorry, there is no hope for you. He's never going to walk. He's never going to be able to sit. We're going to be very happy if he's able to speak. Then he was very delayed on his learning and growing process. And we couldn't really find faith or hope with the medical field. And my mom kind of refused to listen to that. And she started looking for alternatives to get here going and we went to a lot of therapies we did equinotherapy, therapy we did physical therapy in the water occupational therapy speech therapy everything my mom could find through her wisdom she was able to get to the point my brother now is not just walking but he's also going to university and he wanted wow. to be a journalist really that's amazing then that was a living proof that we don't have to limit ourselves to our diagnosis and we don't have to limit ourselves what someone else told that's what's going to be our reality. Wow, that's amazing. That was a really good experience for me to have in my teenager years and seeing that happening and growing up with that belief that it's like, hey, yes, we can do something different here. Absolutely. And it definitely probably shaped you and your practice as well. For sure. It definitely does, yeah. Every single client that I see, I always look from their eyes off, yes, we do have hope. Yes, we can do something different. We don't have to settle to live your life that way. That definitely 
shape things a little bit differently after that. So do you have any advice for anybody, maybe parents who have gotten a similar diagnosis for their child or someone who has had a you know, a diagnosis of a chronic illness and they're frustrated with the medical system, you know, they're just tired of hearing the answers. Do you have any advice for people? Like where should they start looking? How do they find different, I mean, besides Google, I know people can Google the therapies, but yeah. how can they get over being told this by the medical system? Because people usually will just trust the doctors. They're, they, you know, they're experts, they're very educated, so mm-hmm. they will trust them and it can be very depressing yeah. <laughs> to be told this, there, there's no hope for you. So do you have any advice for anybody going through this? Sure. Yeah, I actually get a lot of those clients. They kind of try everything and nothing work. Mm-hmm. Then I always tell them, listen to your heart, like your heart know. And from that place of the body wisdom and kind of really finding our intuition and your heart, then we lead to the next step. And sometimes it can be very overwhelming when you're going to a cancer or something serious that don't have a cure or something the doctors don't know what to do next. And when we focus on the present moment and we just like, what's one thing that I can do? What is the next thing that I can do? And allowing our body to heal itself, it's as important as any medication that we're going to take it. Then I always encourage my patients to work their body as well as listen to whatever else you're going to do next. Then Google can be very helpful to find a resource, but so is also finding a support group or someone else that done that before. And those stories are not usually shared as wide as the one that didn't work. Then sometimes social media or Google can be a door to find those hope that we're looking for because we can find that easily. But it's really, in my experience, it feels like the more we connect with our heart, the more those answers come. And when we get kind of like in the head space trying to find a solution outside of ourselves, we're just like looking around. It's like, what can I get this? What can I do this? Who can save me? Who can do this for me? And... When that happens, it's harder to find a solution. But the moment that we look inside, then we can go to the exactly doctor that you need to find. You can find the exactly therapist that's going to be the best therapist for you. That's actually, that is one of the exercises I teach in the book. That's exactly how to get to that point where you can start having access to those insights that we already have. And the more we align with our intuition, the easier it is to manifest those things in our life. And I think my mom was such a living proof of that because every single therapist that my brother was doing was such in a perfect time. And once one door closed, the other door opened. And he was able to kind of build one therapy after the other exactly the way that was needed for him to be able to improve. Wow. That's the same thing the way I work with my clients. It's like, okay, what's the next thing? Okay, it's your knee. Then let's focus on the knee. Then, then now it's coming your hip or now come the divorce that you had five years mm-hmm. ago and this you affecting everything else. It's kind of pulling the layers instead of getting overwhelmed and looking at everything. That's a really interesting point that you brought up. You know, sometimes a life change, a divorce or a layoff from a job or a, mm-hmm. an issue in the family can really those things can manifest on the outside. Oh, for sure. Um, and I know healthcare, the industry, the medical medicine is actually finally realizing this, the mind-body connection and just the importance of 
realizing this, that this stuff that can happen emotionally can manifest in your body into pains or you can hold, if you're just on a, under a state of constant stress, it's definitely going to create problems. So, mm-hmm. so definitely getting people to realize that, that the stuff in your life, things like that, that can affect your health and finding some ways that they can manage the stress. Is that helpful for your patients? Yes, yes, yes. It's so important for them to be able to learn how to manage. And that's a lot of times it's the solution itself. We always going to have stress. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what kind of life we have. I haven't met one single human being that doesn't have stress. Yes. But it's really about how we manage that stress that makes a bigger difference. That's one of the things that we're always looking for when we're working together with them is what way are you going to release that stress? What the alternatives that you have? Then some people like meditation, some people don't. Mm-hmm. Some people prefer to walk outside. Some people release their stress playing with their dogs. Then it's different for each person and finding what is that one for you? What is that piece that makes you relax? Then we can kind of like stop that stress reaction. That's a physiological stress reaction that the body goes through when we are under stress, that itself can cause so many health issues. Just to be in that state of stress 24-7, that itself, even if you don't have anything, mm-hmm. you already cause damage on the body. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like what you said. You know, oftentimes people will say, well, just meditate. And that doesn't work for some people. Mm-hmm. Or they'll meditate, but it doesn't do much. Or they just can't still their mind. So mm-hmm. I like that you mentioned that there are alternatives to meditation. Like walking outside can be a form of meditation. Just looking at the trees and the plants and being in the moment in a different way than just by sitting down and meditating. Not that that's not good. Meditation is great. But some people, are, they just don't like it. Exactly. It's just you find what works for each person. Again, it goes back to the body wisdom. Nothing works for everybody. I haven't now found one single exercise or one single technique that works to every single patient. Mm-hmm. It's really finding what works for you. Then for some people it's meditation, for some people it's not. And that's okay. And it's not right or wrong. It's just as we learn how to respect and honor our body, that really makes a big difference on the healing. Excellent. Yeah, I totally agree. And now in your book, What other topics do you cover about how to ignite your inner healer? What's another way to do it besides honoring your body wisdom? Another thing I talk about, it's the neurotransmission of the brain. Okay. Because I have the scientific background, I try to create like a bridge between the science and the holistic component in the book, Mm -hmm. because that's kind of how I work as well. And the neurotransmission that the brain has, the power of having the flexibility, the rearranging the neurotransmission and be able to create new ones, it's been something that has already been proved to science. It doesn't matter how young or how old we are, we can always learn something new. And that's something that I have a whole chapter in the book exploring about the science about behind how does it work and how to change that. I have exercise for that as well. But it's basically, to summary that, it's the matter of learning different paths then if you think about, for example, river, mm-hmm. the river always going to go through the same direction, no matter what's happening, the, except if something come and change the river direction. The, for example, if you have a tree that fall into the river, then now suddenly the water going to go to a different direction. That's the same thing happening with our neurons is the brain is always going to be working the same way the brain works. 
that if a person has any kind of pain right now or any kind of disease, something in your brain is being stimulating the body to produce that problem. That that's equivalent to that river that's being moving around in that same direction for years and years to come, that's creating some kind of problem. And until something come, or a tree, or a rock, something that will change the course of the river, the body is going to continue doing the same thing. And this is so important of healing because a lot of times medications are extremely important, but a lot of times people take medication just to cover up the symptoms. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, we not really change the direction of the river. We just putting a Band-Aid on it. Mm-hmm. Then it's very important for us healthcare providers to start to really opening the eyes for what is out there. What are the possibilities that we can create to change the cause of the problem and not just the symptoms? Absolutely. I like your analogy of the river. It's really helpful. And yes, it's true. We can learn things at any age and you can form new neural pathways mm-hmm. you know, at any age. And learning, it's not just about school, you know, learning about your body and learning new ways to heal. That's great. Now, now say there's somebody who, how can they get in touch with their intuition? Do you feel that, you know, most people have this, but we do suppress it? Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for people who want to get back into their, maybe they're interested in learning about energy healing. They just want to get in touch with their intuition? How can they do that if they've been kind of pushing it away their whole life? That's an excellent question. I get those questions a lot from my clients. Like, how can I get in touch with my intuition again? (laughs) And it's simple, but it requires practice. And it's, again, going back to change the narrow pathway on the brain because we've been doing something in a way for a long time that we needed to be patient, that we are learning something new. We are learning to do something different. Then I usually give a metaphor of intuition. It's like when you look into the sky for the first time and you are having a lot of ambient light close to you and you look at the sky and you can barely see any stars. But if you keep looking at it, then your eyes start adapting to that lighting and then suddenly you start seeing more stars. But the stars being there the whole time, it's just we couldn't see it. It's the same thing that happened with intuition is the intuition is that piece that it's there, we are feeling, we are sensing, we're getting all of the information, but most of the time we are not looking at, we're not listening to it, we're not feeling. Then those information just pass by. And as we start to focus on our feelings, listening to your heart, pause, being in the present moment, that's really, really what the key to intuition. We just need to just like looking at the sky and wait for your eyes to adapt. Once we pause, we give the chance to the body to receive information. And the meditation is very helpful to that, but some people don't need to do a full meditation. It can be doing that many times a day and just allow that information to be received. Either is what job should we get or what doctor should you choose or is that the right relationship for me? Whatever question we have, we can ask those questions and send the information out to the universe and allow us to adapt the eyes to be able to see the answer. Then I think of an intuition, it's really about pause. I think that's really kind of like as simple as it can get. The more we pause, the more we're able to 
receive those informations that we have around us already. And sometimes it's hard to pause in your day. It's super busy. And even when you get home, there's just so much to do. Mm-hmm. And so getting that pause, even if it's before bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's going to, over time, they'll be able to rely on their intuition more. I think we all have it. I just, most of us suppress it. Totally. Yeah. We turn it off. We learn how to turn it off because that's what society teaches. Yes. That's the norm. Yes. And I think you touched on such a good point. Like most people are so busy. And I hear that a lot of my clients, oh, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to do this. And what is really cool about that is like, we are not requiring one hour a day or two hours to do any of that work. It's really do that through the day. It can be while washing your hands. Mm -hmm. For me, like every time I'm washing my hands, it's a meditation feeling. It's a pause. It's for me to stop and listening. They can be as simple as that. Oh, I like that. It can be every time that you're drinking water. Mm-hmm. And the water can be a trigger to remind you, okay, I'm drinking water. I'm just going to pause for a couple of seconds. We can get a lot of done through the day if we just pause for a mm-hmm. couple of seconds many times. I like that. Just, you know, water, you know, the shower, washing your hands, drinking water. Yeah. That could be a trigger mm-hmm. for other things. That's a great way to do it. Yeah, simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. No. It can be very I know. Simple. It just seems like we as humans, we always try to find, yeah, something complicated. Mm. <laughs> Ways to complicate things. Like you have to have two hours of exercise a day. Well, I don't have that time, so forget it. Exactly. I'm not going to do it anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah, go all in. Wow. Now, your book is available, like you said, on Amazon. And now you mentioned before we started recording, you mentioned you're also in the process of writing a second book? Yes. And what's this one about? Well, the second book it was inspired by my journey. Like every time I share my story with my clients or my friends or new people that I meet, people always feel very inspired by. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that a lot of the things I learn are things that people can learn as well. And I like to use that as a way to encourage and inspire people. Then the second book is going to be more like an autobiography, but really about what did I learn with my lessons and what other people can learn as well. Okay. That's really kind of like in a coaching workbook style that each chapter is going to be a story of my life. Then one of the stories about my brother, then we're going to have a chapter about moving from Brazil to US, having $100 in my pocket. Oh, wow. No English. And here I am, self-employed, living the dream, nice. and then totally possible. And I had also a diagnosis of dysplasia, what's the beginning of cancer. Oh. And I was able to self-heal and totally holistic. And that's going to be another thing I'm going to explore. I have a little bit of that story on the book that I just published, but there was so much more information that you need a whole kind of a chapter just to pull it out all day lessons I learned. And my goal is inspire others to learn those lessons as well. And a little bit of the stories is going to be there. Nice. When you had your dysplasia diagnosis, you turned to alternative methods and it helped. Mm -hmm. It healed you. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's really inspiring for people. It was an interesting story because I went to the doctor and she told me you have a month to do kind of like a invasive procedure mm-hmm. it was kind of like almost like a mini surgery mm-hmm. and I was 22 that time oh, 
and my grandmother died with ovarian cancer. Mm. And the way that I think is, hey, if you're going to just go there and remove the cells that have cancer, mm-hmm. who can guarantee me that those cells are not going to come back? Yeah, exactly. And the doctor look at me and she's like, sorry, I can't. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, then you're not removing. I'm changing those cells. And that was kind of my beginning of that, proving to myself that I can do the self-healing and able to find the right professional and the right herbs and whatever totally came my way and listen to that body wisdom and be able to communicate with my body and pretty much use a lot of the tools that I use on the book that I just published to be able to heal. And I come back to the doctor six months later and nothing was there. Wow. That's incredible. And she was like, what did you do? <laughs> Say, I, I removed the cells. <laughs> like you said, wow, that's so incredible. And you were so young too. Yeah. First of all, to get the diagnosis, and but also to know, to trust your intuition, to know that you're going to try to do this. You're going to do this, not even just try, you're going to do this. You're going to get rid of the cells and you did. Yeah. That's so great. You're going to change the cells. Yeah, it was we were able to transform. She did the test again and it was like nothing else there. Wow. Because our cells die and right. The way the body is designed is to remove the cells that are dying or sick mm-hmm. and build the cells that are healthy. That's how the body is designed. Then if we give it the right tools, the body know how to do that already. And that's what I discovered of that experience was Yes, I can just help my body. And my body knows exactly what I need to do. And it did. That's so incredible. And I'm sure that is going to inspire so many people. And it probably already inspires your clients. <laughs> probably why they trust you so much. That's really wonderful. And I had one other question about, so what made you decide to come to the United States from Brazil? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, there are a couple of different reasons. I wanted to be able to do more mm-hmm. than was what I was able to do in Brazil. And I wanted to kind of expand my horizon. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons that really inspired me was when I finished, I actually did my physical therapy school in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And in that time, when I was ready to graduate, my salary in Brazil as a full-time physical therapist was lower than my financial aid. Oh, geez. Yeah, it would take me about 10 years to be able to pay my financial aid oh boy. and living with my parents, no way of buying a car, no mm-hmm. able to do anything else because I couldn't afford school and the interest was really, really high. Right. And I was like, this is not a way of living. I need to find something that I can actually mm-hmm. be a physical therapist without having to work three different jobs. And right. It just doesn't sound like a be a healthy reality. No. Wow. So you came here with $100 in your pocket, which is so inspiring of a story. A lot of people, they want to do that, move to another country or even move across the country. And they, you know, they feel like, well, I don't have the money to do it. So you really can do what you put your mind to do. That's very true. And I did it the whole moving across country myself as well, because when right. I was living in California, I had my business was really established. I was doing really well. And deciding to close my business and just trust they'll be able to reopen here on the other side of the country. Mm-hmm. And in less than a year, I'm almost on the same place where I left in from Los Angeles. That's incredible. Yeah, sometimes we got to trust. Absolutely. That's really inspiring. 
hope people are listening to that because a lot of times it's easy to say, well, no, I can't do that. I don't have the money or I don't know anybody or I won't be able to reestablish my business, but you are able to. And it's possible, people. It's possible to do this. Totally possible. And that's where the intuition becomes so handy because the more intuition we have, the more connection we have with ourselves, the more we find the right person, the more we find the right place, the more the money comes. Money is energy like everything else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty incredible, the power that we have. Absolutely. I totally agree. Now, so your book, Igniting Your Inner Healer, it's available on Amazon. So they can go there and look it up. Now, you also have a website. What is your website? So people can find you or find out information about your coaching or your other program. Fantastic. Then my website is BeHealthyWithAnna.com. It's BeHealthyWithAnna. It's A-N-A.com. Nice. So yeah, go there. And then you can also find all your social media links there as well, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. and connect with you. Great. And then you can also buy the book there and all that. You can be linked to buy the book, which is great. Mm-hmm. I have a web page there with more details about the book and some of the testimonials great. on the website. Because my work is so different and it's so specialized, I usually offer for new clients a free discovery session. And if anybody is interested to know a little bit more about my work or how can I help them? I usually offer 20, 30 minutes discovery session just for us to talk about and see how can I help them and be able to create a personalized plan for what they need. Okay, great. Great. So they can find that all on your website. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay. Now, before we sign off, is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners that we haven't touched on in this call? I guess just remind everybody that you can do anything that you put your mind on it. To just really, from the depths of my heart, believe in yourself. And that goes beyond healing your body. It's anything that you can dream. Just believe in yourself and you really can do it. I love that. A lot of people need to hear that (laughs) because they don't believe in themselves. It's hard. It's hard to do that. Well, thank you very much, Anna, for joining me today on A Teaspoon of Healing. And again, if you go to our website, BeHealthyWithAnna.com and go on Amazon.com and look up Igniting Your Inner Healer. And I'm looking forward also to reading about your second book. I'm going to check out your first book and I'm looking forward to the second book because your story is so inspiring. So I'd I'd like to read it. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity and you're doing a fantastic job with your listeners and inspiring everybody with your podcast. And thank you for your service as well. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. That was nice. All right. Well, have a great rest of the day. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. If you have any questions for me or for Anna, visit my website, teaspoonofhealing.com. Click on contact and I'll get back to you. You can also email me, dawn at teaspoonofhealing.com. Visit my Instagram at teaspoonofhealing or facebook.com slash teaspoonofhealing. And if you go to my website, you can also read my blog and stay tuned for some website updates. Thank you for listening to A Teaspoon of Healing with Dawn Damari, your home for wellness and vibrant living. For more resources on wellness and vibrant living, visit us online 
at teaspoonofhealing.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein. Hey there, this is Sean. And this is Frank Jag from Sensibly Cynical. And you can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher application. Or just be real, you can just Google our name, Sensibly Cynical. That too.